Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is Andrew Suzuka, who's a dad and the founder of Odemont. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how you doing, Nikki? Thank you so much for, for having me on your podcast today. I was really looking forward to our conversation. I've been using your sauce over the last few weeks, and my husband actually brought it home from Whole Foods one day. And I was like, oh, we're actually going to talk to him. And the whole conversation started. So we were really, um, we already had like bought into it before all this. So I was really excited to chat with you. And I read a little bit about you and I learned that you just have such an incredible background, like growing up with your dad who had a restaurant and then you have like agency experience and you started your own company, like at a, in a junior at NYU, right? Like in right. College. you went deep, you really got there, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so funny because I mean, I interview so many people and like sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'll just learn about them as if like I'm a listener. And like, typically I like to do that, but your, I mean, I, you know, kind of skim through because I still want to hear from you. And but I just think like I was I'm super impressed. So I'm really excited to hear about, you know, your life and how it's kind of unfolded and brought you to where you are today. Yeah, that's, that's great. Thank thank you um, for for, uh, for that. I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur, probably my first first venture into into making my own money or trying to at least <laughs> my first venture was also my first failed venture. Um, I wanted to start a carpet cleaning business in my neighborhood when, um, and this is where I just started dabbling in, um, a carpet cleaning business to get some Christmas money for the family, like just so I could buy gifts without bothering anyone. I was maybe 10 or 11 or 12, something like that. And so I decided to get people's attention. I would make a flyer and stick it in their mailbox and just walk around. So I wrote in this flyer you know, it, in three, three letters just to grab their attention. I wrote... And, I'm, and keep in mind, I'm like 11 or 12. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote sex. Okay. <laughs> and, and the next line was, now that I have your attention, don't you think it's time you had your carpets clean? I, I was a total weirdo. Who are these parents as this kid? Um, I didn't get any clients from that. It didn't work. I think shortly thereafter, I was starting to sell cookies in the neighborhood. And I actually, my mom found that, that menu from a, a while ago. So it's pretty cool. And just really always been inspired by my parents, my mom just working at the same job. My mom's background, she studied sickle cell anemia um, and has been a researcher for 40, 50 years, same job all the time. So I learned the dedication wow. from her. And my dad has been a serial entrepreneur. Like you mentioned, Nikki, he had a restaurant, sushi restaurant in Westchester. He's had construction businesses. He's done a million different things, always something, you know, and he'd always tag me along as the, the little kid goes along with his dad to work. So. I just it ended up, um, you know, just being really inspired by both of them. And and then um, most recently, and then throughout college, I would start some different businesses, a travel company and then a marketing company and then merge into another one. And eventually I just one thing I've always had a love for, though, was food. And so mm -hmm. I always loved food. I loved advertising and marketing. And, you know, can you can you get someone to pay attention to you, that kind of stuff or pay attention to your brand? But what I've always loved was was food. And just to see that all come together with Odomat and being able to leverage my marketing background of 20 years, finance background, and now just my love of food and putting out something that's better for you. Um, it's it's a natural high every day to be able to to, to work on it and to, to work with people and collaborate. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. When did you launch Odomat? So I launched Odomat 
in officially the first day we're on the shelf was March 2nd, 2019. So just literally last year we launched, wow. right? Um, and here in Brooklyn, I was, it was something I've been working on for a couple of years. Um, and it was by accident. I uh, was just making, I cook a lot at home right, right before this podcast. I was running around making some, some stuff for the kids and, and the family. But um, when I decided, one night I was just making, a, honestly, a pizza for my daughter, Evelyn. And we had all these leftover veggies. And so I decided, let me just grab whatever's reddish. And instead of just tomatoes, let me throw some veggies in there and steam them and trick her. Right? Mm -hmm. Problem is I put too many beets in there and it started to turn kind of pink. And so I knew... I mean, she was five or six at the time. I knew she was not going to have that. She was just yeah. like, regardless pizza. So I had to turn down the lights and turn it into this fun. Let's make pizza in the dark. Because I knew once I got the cheese on there, I was good. I just had to cover it. I just had to cover the, the pink sauce with the white cheese and we were good. And so I turned down the lights, made it fun. She ate it and she loved it. She didn't know that she was having you know, all these other veggies. And then um, she said, Dad, I want more. I want more. And, I, and then a little light bulb went off. And from that light bulb, I said, maybe I can actually do something with this. So the first person I called was my sister who works for Thomas Keller at Per Se. And I said, Kim, I want to make this veggie sauce, like this super sauce. I don't know what to call it. I called it a super sauce, actually, until the lawyer told me not to call it super sauce. <laughs> um, and then she had helped me with it. And then I spoke to another friend and he had put me in touch with his stepson, who's Maxime Billet. And Maxime co-wrote Modernist Cuisine, um, 2,500 pages on the science of cooking. And wow. so my, Max and I got together and, and collaborated for a couple of years with the mission of making the most nutritious and of course, delicious sauce on the planet. You can't make something really healthy and not taste great. And then it just, and, and I never had any experience commercializing a food, right? Okay. I was so, wondering that because i mean being in the ad world you know i wasn't sure right so the ad so the ad world i was in for for close to 20 years and still in right now um is it was focused on consumer like our clients were unilever and we we're selling shampoo for them okay. we were selling chips for intel stuff that didn't really matter but yeah. we never, even if we were working on a food product you never that's just the front side the marketing the consumer side but actually how it gets done yeah it was always yeah. curious to me how like to have this idea, I mean, I'm the kind of person that I kind of love the challenge. You see, you see a, a headache or a roadblock or something different, and you kind of like it. You're like, oh, this is a little puzzle to me. So yeah. how am I going to take this sauce that we have a recipe for and actually commercialize it? Yeah, yeah. And 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 that, I mean, every day we're learning. I probably had the first thing is you got to find the right factory. That's one of the first things. Mm -hmm. And and I probably had 49 to 50 notes. And the challenge there was, and this is something I just had to struggle with myself, was that I had a little bit of family and friends invested in me and mm -hmm. this idea. And after like the 20th, 30th, 40th, 47th, 48th no of like, because we would show with the factories this, this recipe and it had 10 veggies and these steps and it's not an easy product to make. Yeah. And they have no history. They're like, what have you done before? Nothing. Like, what have you done in this space? So I would just either get ignored or they would say no or come back when you want to buy a million jars or something like yeah. that. MOQs were crazy. And, and then finally, really finally, like, because I was like, do I just ditch on this and just say sorry to everybody? And finally had this one factory that, um, that was based in the Midwest. And they said, you know, we'll take you on. We take on two startups every six months. If oh, you're, cool. 
Yeah, if you're willing to wait, because we can't take you now, if you're willing to wait for three months, and I remember where I was, I remember the parking lot in my car and having that conversation with him, because that was like kind of like my last hope. And like, this is the only one that actually is going to give us a chance to do, is crazy enough to bet on me. And I said, if you're willing to bet on me, then I'm willing to wait. And so we waited, we put our first product out in March of 2019, finally. It was not organic at the time. I actually had to buy all the tomatoes and all the paste. So there's a lot of products I had to provide them with, but they made it and we got on the shelf. That's awesome. And um, yeah, and then from then we we found uh, another factory partner. We went fully organic. We reduced our cogs. Whole Foods found us and you know the rest uh, is still a story being written every day. But that's still so quick. Like your first order, how many did you know to make? Because obviously this, you know, a shelf, I mean, it's a pretty shelf stable product. Like how long does it last? Yeah, it lasts for, it lasts for two years. And the, the, the initial order, that's the thing, right? A lot of places are going to say, I want, you have to buy a quarter million. And like, I don't, no. I, I don't even know if one person's going to want to buy it. You know? <laughs> so I can't, I can't do that. Um, so when you work with some factories, they will lower the MOQ. It's called the MOQ minimum quantity. Yeah. Um, to I think our MOQ back then was something like a couple thousand jars, like twenty five hundred. Yeah, was like, right. I was like, I'll send you that out of the trunk of my car if I have to. I will get yeah. them sold, right? Like no matter what, I'll get them sold. So, it, I mean, a lot of this you have to bet on yourself. And I've done I've done other businesses where I kind of you know, wasn't like totally convinced even in my internal self that it was going to work. And I think any entrepreneur is going to go through that kind of roller coaster of emotions. You know, you wake up and you're fired up or you wake up, you're like, oh, this is going to be challenged or you're hit with something from the left or the right. And you just have to always be super duper conf- confident, but not overly because yeah. you have to be really willing to listen and take advice, but also put your foot down and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, so it's, it's a it's an interesting blend of emotions and thoughts that go through when you're building a product or building a company and you know you just and you have to always have a north star and the north star for me is is really and has been my daughter um, who I like the reason I started this for and the reason that that then it means something like I mean tonight she had it like she she had it for she had it for lunch um, with her sandwich I mean she just loves it and so when you have something that really means something to you that that you really genuinely want to share and don't care if you even make a buck or two it's not about that it's about putting out something that i feel can make a difference and if as long as i'm doing that i have no regrets if everything works out fantastic if it doesn't who cares (laughs) (laughs) there's investors and there's backers but you know it's it's and they they trust me they they let me do my thing and of course I understand it's a business and there's P and Ls and things like that but first and foremost you gotta do something that that you really care about and um and I do and and no one's gonna work harder than me on this business and uh, and it's it's just pretty cool when you see people gravitate and and pick it up and to think that someone's eating out there that I never met um, sometimes I'll pick up the customer service phones and I chatted with this one lady for fifteen to twenty minutes yesterday it's just so cool I don't know who she was. Mm-hmm. And it was just, she was sending a case to her mom and this, and it was just, you get these stories from people and it's just kind of awesome. And you're thinking, wow, I was able to, I was able to essentially share a meal with someone that I never met. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. I mean, I, I haven't fully appreciated the reflection because I don't think it's time to necessarily do that yet. 
Um, but it but it is pretty cool the couple steps that we made so far. This episode is sponsored by Sundays. Sundays was created when a veterinarian and an engineer who were obsessed with finding the perfect food for their own dogs decided to just make it themselves. Their goal an easy alternative to kibble that's healthier and tastier, but doesn't require you to whip out the pots and pans. For 30% off your Sunday's order, use code THEFULLEST at checkout. So you guys launched basically a year before things with COVID went, you know, the way that they have. So I'm curious, being a sauce, I mean, I've used it for my pasta. I haven't used it. um, Like you mentioned, your daughter used it with her sandwich. I'm so curious. So we'll have to get to that. But like, how has it changed? Like, did sales just like skyrocket with COVID? I mean, it's interesting. So we definitely, there was definitely this pandemic buying, panic buying that happened, right? But we also weren't in every store across the United States. You know, at that point, we're in a handful. We were, when the pandemic started, we were not slotted in Whole Foods yet. So Whole Foods told us in December, um, unofficially, 19, like right before Christmas. It was a super cool call. Um, and then officially we got slotted, I believe it was in July, June, July, something like that this year. So we were already like fairly deep into the pandemic yeah. at that point. Um, we're in with some other retailers like Rouse's and Fresh Time. Um, and you definitely see your volume. I mean, my, my local store here in Brooklyn, he's like, Andrew, give me 20 cases, give me whatever you got, because people were just like hoarding and, and buying and buying, right? Um, so there is that effect and you don't want your business and you don't want to, you know, I'd rather, of course, if it just never happens. Um, but there, there are, there were sales impacts because of that. I think most, even mostly on QVC, we're doing a lot of QVC as of January earlier this year. And, um, and a lot of those are a lot of people who are staying at home. It's an older audience. It's a captivated audience. I mean, in one show, we sold 20,000 jars in eight minutes. 20,000 jars in oh eight minutes. Oh, my God. That's insane. Okay, so I like, really have never watched QVC. <laughs> I know a really, really well-known CBD brand that said that they're going to launch in QVC, and they're like really cool CBD brand. That's so curious about QVC. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And also, like, have you had experience with QVC because of your background, or was this just kind of like random? No. So, um, so I'll tell you the one thing I learned the most out of QVC was how to put on makeup. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, honestly, QVC was was um an offshoot or, or a benefit of doing some of the food shows that we did last year. Specifically, that was from the fancy food show here in New York. Yeah. Um, that was the lucky part about us launching last year is that we hit the first one was called the plant-based show and people started to see us. The QVC broker that we use, um, Diane, who's fantastic, um, she actually found us at the first show we did a couple months after launching. Mm. And it was it's funny because I'll flip through some of those pictures. I actually see her in the background and, and some, and then we went to the fancy food show next. And that's when actually teams of QVC teams and even the hosts were walking around. I didn't, I don't watch that. I never watched that show before. So I didn't know Alberti was a host and they were just nice people. I see people at the booth and people loving it and seeing the brand, tasting it, whatever. And, and then a, a little while after that show, I got an email from, from Diane, or maybe we chatted at the show. Say, Hey, I represent a lot of brands like QVC better for you brands. And um, 
I like to pitch you. And I said, sure, you know, let's, let's do it. Um, they took me, had to go to media, media training, and then they put me on the first show in uh, sometime in January. So it's, it's down in Pennsylvania, um, in West Chester. And, um, yeah, it was that you go down there, you have your room and you, you get on stage or, you know, behind the cameras, nervous right. and all heck, right? Because I've never been on camera and I'm like, all right, I'm going to just go for it. I have, I have my best friend, Dan, who, who runs operations with me and, and we're just kind of like buckling in like, okay, let's see what happens. And I'm thinking I, I could vomit. And yeah. Well, what kind of media training like do they give you before this? Yeah. So it was it was a full day of of media training where you go in there and you practice your pitch and you're you're in a room with like ten or twenty other people and it was fun. It, it was it was nice and you know there's a lot of people I see now like I believe the the owner of Undercover, um, a chocolate brand was there. There were some spice brands there. A bunch of different people that um yeah I can, I can I forget the name of the products but there were some fun things there and then you actually practice with a couple of hosts and they put you on camera and then they give you feedback. And I honestly, I kind of sucked when I look at it and I hate watching myself and I watch these videos. I'm like, how am I going to get from A to like Z in, you know, from a, from a two to a 10 within, or even a two to an eight, I would be happy with, but how am I even going to move up from where I am in two weeks when the, when showtime is. And what I found is that the host, they they just really help you out. It's not your job to sell it. That's their job. Your job is to be the founder, to, to give that story. And then, and it's and it just became really fun. Um, and then they had me on again and again and 14 times since we're actually going to oh be gosh. yeah we're actually going to be on QVC on December 30th, um, showing our vodka sauce. So that's pretty fun because it's been a little bit since I've been back on. So I think you know the 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 one quick story I'll give you about QVC that it, that's the most memorable for me. And it's actually not the time that we're on with David and sold those 20,000 jars. It was the time, really two two times before that. Um, that I didn't perform that well because it's a combination of you, the host, everything. And it just, it didn't sell. And they were not going to have us on again. Mm-hmm. But I, and myself and my broker were like, this is crazy. It was a one-off show. Like, come on, like give Andrew and a chance. They gave me another chance um, with someone named Mary. And with Mary, the show, usually these segments are seven or eight minutes. It just felt like it was going well. We were selling Next thing I know, it feels like it's getting a little bit long. Next thing I know, they're bringing on their hosts. Next thing I know, it's turning into essentially like a pizza party there. Wow. 15 minutes and did four times our target sales. So it's just, it was, it was, and I knew not that, not that I did anything different, but I knew that was an important show. And thankfully we performed and the host was amazing and always has been. And that just teed us up to get on with David, who is their biggest food show host. So it's always, it's, it's, it's been, um, yeah, QVC has been really great from a branding standpoint, from a partner standpoint, and I, and I appreciate it. So I'm curious, like, do QVC sales convert to then online sales for you? Or like, they don't, like, they only buy it when you're on it, right? It's not like they then sell it later. Well, there, there's resale. So people that buy it, they, they will go back and it's not a product. People's don't know about Odomont in general. It's still a, a new brand. No matter where we are, there's 10, 20,000 brands in Whole Foods, probably more. Um, so people that discovered us on QVC typically reorder us on QVC. So okay. we need the sales data daily, monthly, however we want to look at it. And even not being on the air, it still moves. Um, but 
You do have people that come onto our website as well. During the QVC days, there's certainly a spike in traffic, but the best deal always is on QVC, especially on those days. So yeah. you know, for them to buy it on QVC, but we're able to see a spike in traffic. They come here, they learn about the brand. I mean, there's no place that you can actually get an audience captivated like that for seven or eight minutes. Just imagine even if you're sampling in a store. And if it were me, times a thousand sampling in the store. Yeah. Like, I'm lucky if they even give me two seconds or even five or even like a, a half a second these days, right? Mm-hmm. So to, have, to be able to speak to an audience and be able to explain things to them, it's nice. They can't taste it. So that's you have to really help them get a sense of what the sauce is like. Um, but there, yeah, there's been a lot of help and support and tips that people have given me to, to, to do okay. So the next one's going to be a Zoom. Um, so I have to make sure my internet connection is, is right and everything like that. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I always had a lot of fun. I, I would do this little routine before going because I would go to the gym down there, do like an hour of swimming and try to like get in the zone and try to not psych myself out, not rehearse too much, but just enough. I would have cheat sheets sometimes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And they would always post them to, to YouTube afterwards. So I can always go and watch myself and, and, and be embarrassed anytime I want. <laughs> but, we're going like in person and now because um, numbers have like gone up, it's on Zoom. Yeah, they actually converted, I want to say back when the pandemic started back in like April, um, they switched to only, um, first they were doing audio and then only doing Zoom for celebrities. And then everyone else would call in. Um, other founders would just dial in. But now they switch to everybody on Zoom. Like whenever possible, they'll do everyone on Zoom. But no one goes, no guests go there currently um, down yeah. to the studio. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it was always fun. I mean, it'll it'll come back around. But uh, yeah, you kind of feel like kind of feel like a little famous for a second. Um, <laughs> really, I'm gonna totally look it up on YouTube now. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's oh, that even better and some and some worse ones. But it's 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 a lot of fun. Well, I thank you for like indulging me in QVC knowledge, even though I know we digress a little bit, but it's just, it's really interesting. And, um, and it's interesting how like, it is a different demographic, but there, it, I know a lot of brands that are doing it. So I think that's super cool to just know about and how it really can help you grow your brand. Because I think, again, like a lot of people are, in, including myself are interested in that, especially as a new brand. That's huge those are big numbers and what they want what's really important to qvc to the q um is that they're finding something that isn't at walmart that isn't on the shelves yet that isn't easy to find that's new right and it's for them that that becomes very special and that's that's the types of brands they look for and that's really important to a young startup brand too because in the beginning our moq is 2500 jars yeah, our, our MOQ now is 20,000 jars and we'll do a lot more than that in, in a day run. But when you're talking about how do I drive my drive my cogs down, you the more you make, the, your agreements should always be the cheaper you, that you're able to get it for. So doing things like Q and other outlets um, that can help you move a lot of product at, in one shot really helped you increase your orders drive yeah. down the cost and then pass those savings down. I mean, I would love to give our sauce away for free in a, in a, yeah. a perfect world, right? Like, but you know, at the very least it's, but it's also a very, it's an expensive product to make. So over time and in the business model that you create for these types of things, you have to look at not what am I paying today, but what should I be paying or could I be paying in a year or two from here? 
and try to price yourself however possible accordingly. Like try to price yourself out in the beginning. When we came out, we were over 10 bucks on the shelf. I mean, 11, some people would sell for 12. It was crazy. Um, and that's something I, I learned along the way. Now we're $6.99 nationwide. That's um, incredible. Your freight costs that our West Coast is going to be more. Our sauce, our margins are less on the West Coast because our freight costs are more to take it all the way out there. But for me, it's important from a, from a marketing, advertising, from a communication perspective to be able to say, hey, it's $6.99 anywhere you go. Besides yeah. the mom and pop, um, little organic shops here and there that might have to pay a higher price because they're buying it through a distributor that marks them up because they don't have buying power. Um, we, you know, you, we will typically be six ninety nine wherever you look, Sprouts, Wegmans, uh, Whole Foods, things like that. Like, how did you get into Whole Foods so quickly? Do you think that being in New York has given you a leg up in all of this? I don't know if it, it was given being in New York, I think you can really be wherever, but in that specific case, the food shows were certainly helpful. I think it was the food shows and having a product that that I can speak to and really believe in. Um, and I think we just, a little bit of luck, a little bit of timing, but we met the Whole Foods team, um, some of them at Expo East, which is in September of 19. So at that point, um, we had just hired a broker, a retail broker. So I have two types of brokers. I have one who focuses just on QVC and another one focuses on our retail. And that retail broker uh, named Andrew Lima um, from off the grounds, he had mentioned, he had known some buyers over at Whole Foods. And so he was in communication with them. Hey, please come by the booth if you can. Um, and eventually they came over. We had a great chat. And they invited us down to to Texas um, to pitch them in October 19, November 19, something like that. And so we were that's that's phase one of that's really the first step is you need to get in front of the buyers and then you need to get in front of them when it's time for them to do their annual review of your vertical. So they're not taking in new products. Retailers don't take in new products um, in new sauces all year round necessarily. They might once in a while do something off cycle but it's typically a fairly structured process. And once a year, they're gonna do what's called a reset. And they're gonna take out the lower performers, give other ones a chance and things like that. So we were lucky in that Whole Foods was doing their annual reviews with, with brands um, current and new um, in November. So the timing just worked out really well. And then they told us a month later, hey, we're gonna take you on. Um, but their slotting happens about six, seven, eight months afterwards. So you kind of get this whole like excitement of, but it also, it's good because it lets you make sure you can get your production is lined up. You have your marketing plans lined up and everything like that. So it was, it was really thanks to the, to the team at, at New Hope Network, who's always been great to us. And uh, I know their shows are on hold right now, the Expo East, Expo West, but you know, that, that was really a catalyst for it. Um, and then having the right people on your team that can, you know, get in touch with the right people and then uh, just having a chance. And then just, we went down there and we pitched and, had some great barbecue while we're at it at Franklin and uh, yeah, it was uh, and it was a good time. I mean, I, you, you feel good leaving the meeting, you never know, but to get that call, it's, it's the best Christmas present you can yeah. ask for in, in, in your, you know, in your life to get something like that. So I, I try not to, to, to focus on it too much. I mean, there's so much to do with a business because that's just step one, right? Yeah. That's just getting yeah. to the party, but then yeah. you, you got to dance, right? Uh -huh. 
and have yeah. Whole, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, and then there then becomes, hey, you got to turn on shelf, you got to run promotions, you got to still introduce the brand. I mean, you look at the sauces, look at any vertical, there's a, a sea of sameness out there, or there's just a lot of options, right? So yeah. how do you pop out? And I mean, that's where I try to get as creative as I can. We have something coming up that, um, that we haven't really disclosed yet, but it's on December 17th, we're doing a really big cook-along event for registered dietitians. Oh, cool. So we just invited, we just announced it last week. We emailed a bunch of them and we had 2,500 signups within for a live Zoom cook along within the first day. It's wow. crazy. crazy. So the last one we did, we didn't really market it. It was just a prep and there was about 7,550 total that attended two different um, cook alongs. It was kind of a warm up and I was like, all right, let's go harder at this because that's a community. And those are real influencers. Those are people that influence people, you know, yeah. Instagram influencers. I, I can go on. I can go on for hours about that. <laughs> but people that really influence other humans in a positive way. I mean, dietitians spend their life, their professional career, helping people eat better, helping people be healthier, things like that, right? And so that's a community that's really special to me because that's what I'm trying to do for my daughter, for my wife, and for my son, for myself, right? For my yeah. friends I ever meet. And just it, you want to. That's that's a pretty cool purpose to have in life. And so when I uncovered this, this group of people, and I didn't honestly didn't really realize them and I didn't appreciate them as much as I should have, because I, I just didn't know. Um, but once I realized what they do and, you know, for them, for me, that that's an influencer. So what can we do for them to help them introduce our sauces? Well, we did a cook along about a month ago and we made um, hummus with our essential sauce. We then, and we made cook-along kits. So we sent everyone kits as many as we could. Then we made veggie burgers with the hummus, with the hummus as the binder. Um, we then made carrot cake cupcakes with our carrot bolognese sauce, which you can find on the website. And it's, it's wow. really good. And then the next day we just did Bloody Marys. So we sent everyone the, the spicy sauce and, and Tito's vodka and said, shake it up and let's drink. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell me all of your sauces right now. Yeah. So the first one's the essential sauce and that's the, it's the, it's the core. It's the first sauce we put out. It's the only sauce we had for about eight months mm -hmm. um, and it's got the 10 veggies. It's all organic and um, it's a very mild sauce. So you mm -hmm. can mix it up however you want it. It's the one that Evelyn eats and you know, there's the first one we ever made. It's also very versatile. They're all versatile and thick. The next sauce we have is carrot bolognese, which is like a bolognese take, but without the meat, we have all these millions of diced up carrots in there. So oh. yeah, it's great for stews, great for pasta um, or cupcakes. If you want to go on our website, you can yeah. then we have the spicy, um, spicy sauce, which actually has three different peppers in it. And it's, it, it definitely brings the heat. So you might have to chill it out with some coconut milk or once you put it into like something, it, it evens out. Those are three. And then the one that we just launched is our, our vodka sauce, our dairy-free vodka sauce, which is literally hitting the shelves this week. It's on our website as of a week ago. The first store to take it is Sprouts. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it uses cashew butter. It's all organic cashew butter instead of dairy. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's what we're oh, doing. Cool. Okay. So what is the like future of Audemars and like your sauces or right. are you going to branch out from there? Yeah. So I, I can't tell you what's in the fridge right now, yeah. <laughs> but it is fun to get, um, these samples of other things, but we will be doing other, um, sauce skews as well. Um, besides the sauces, 
SKUs that we're doing, we are going into other pantry staples. So I'm just inspired by what do my kids eat and what do they have that I think could be or should be or needs to be reinvented or reimagined. And so really just I take my inspiration from them and and then look to see, can we do it better? Um, Does the Odomop brand fit with that? Um, And is now the right time? So in Q1, early Q2, we will have a non-sauce product coming out. I'm super excited about it. I'm even more excited about it than the sauce. Um, And then there's something else for Q3 and Q4. So it's 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 hard because I'm a very anxious guy. I always want to do I want to do everything yesterday. Yeah. We're saying, hey, hurry up, you know, put your shoes on. There's be like joke, does he ever walk? Um, but in in building this brand, there is a part where you do have to hustle and you do have to move quick on certain things. But there's other there's also the reality of expanding your brand too quickly. And so I'm just trying to keep that all in balance. Uh, yeah. most people still need to give our our sauces a try. We're lucky that we're on the shelf and we're, you know, we're growing, but, you know, you don't want to put out other things too quickly. So we're just trying to keep it all, you know, all in balance and, uh, and keep it moving. But it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to figure out. That's super exciting. Are your parents still around? Yes. Um, my mom's retired. My dad's retired. He, he helps me out. My dad, he comes to the food shows when there are food shows. That's cool. And then, um, he'll be in the office helping to pack or this. I think he just likes it. He just likes hanging out, you know? So it's, yeah, it, it's nice. My mom's, they're both up in Westchester and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's nice. It helps me. I've actually been able to spend more time with my dad because of the business. And, uh, yeah. and I mean, he's like 70 something. And I tell him sometimes like, dad, you gotta go quicker. <laughs> he's like, and then I catch myself. I mean, I feel it's my dad. and You're going to have those kind of conversations with your parents, but yeah. And then you start to check yourself like, oh, man, I probably didn't sound so nice there. But I don't know. He wakes up every day and he's he's got the fire going. So, you know, hey, he wants to do it. Um, when we flew out to Expo West and we, we flew out to Expo West this year in March um, because we had this booth and our bottle and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're doing a bunch of stuff. Outside down. <laughs> yeah, and then we literally, literally like right halfway during setup, they they announced it and like the people working there didn't even know it like came out as a surprise to everyone. I mean, you know, fine if they did, it's, it's okay. I understand. It and I appreciate that. But I told my dad, I was like, dad, you don't have to come out to California. Like things could be a little bit sketch. And he's like, no, I'm going, like, <laughs> I can't stop him. You know, he's, he's an animal. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. They are around and, um, and they appreciate it. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to, to just be able to, uh, to do this and have them be a part of it wherever possible. Yeah. And like share that with them. It's like full circle. Right. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. I love your story and I love your sauces. I'm super excited to see what you're coming up with next. And I'm happy to know the intention behind it too, because I think that's super important. 